0: Welcome to Rhythm, a podcast on being in balance through conversations with the Swami. Namaste, Rhythm listeners. My name is Sunil. I'm with Swami Tadananda from the Ramakrishna Vedanta Center of Auckland, New Zealand. How are you, Swamiji? I'm good, Sunil. How are you? I'm good, thank you. In the initial episode, Swamiji, you highlighted a spiritual approach as a solution to the challenge of well being. Having delved into the physical, mental, and emotional facets of our personalities, I propose that we direct our attention to the spiritual dimension today. How does it sound? I think that's a good idea. I believe listeners would appreciate a deeper exploration of the spiritual perspective, understanding how it can empower us to cultivate strength and resilience. Would you kindly elaborate on this aspect further in today's discussion?
1: Okay, this really begins to take us into the most interesting aspect of the solution, the spiritual solution. And to give our listeners an idea of the source of that power that we are approaching in our life that will empower us, so to say, from within. Let me tell a a parable from one of the Upanishads. And it, it goes like this. Imagine a big tree on which there are two birds looking similar. One of the birds is perched right at the top of the tree and the other one is one of the lower branches. The behavior of the two birds are totally different. The one on the top is absolutely still, calm, immersed in its own glory, in its own peace. There's no external activity. But the bird in the lower branches is very, very active, jumping from one branch to the other, forever looking for some fruit to eat, enjoys the fruits that it gets but once in a while it chances upon and gets a very bitter fruit and at that time it looks up and says wow, look at that bird! so peaceful so calm this and that and begins and becomes a bit attracted momentarily to the higher bird so it jumps one or two branches up but then again it comes across some more fruits and forgets about the bird above and goes around looking for these fruits enjoys them and once in a while again gets a very bitter one and that process repeats. Every time it eats a very bitter fruit, it looks up and jumps up a few branches until incrementally it comes so close that it could re- really feel the light and the radiance of the bird from above. And then as it approaches closer, it discovers that the lower bird was only a reflection the bird on top. The bird on top is the reality which is forever immersed immersed in its own divine glory, in its own peace, in tranquility, in serenity, in its own purity, in its knowledge and bliss. But the reflected bird is deprived of that same peace, knowledge and feeling. A want, a lack of something, forever re- reaches out to fulfill that emptiness with the help of things to be enjoyed. These are the fruits, and okay. forever it's always looking for the sweet fruits. But the sweet fruits forever keep it happy at that same level. Yes, it's, so it's only beautiful. the bitter fruit makes it wake up and look up even for a short while, and becomes the impetus for it to jump one or two branches up, move up higher. Move higher. So when we talked about in some of the earlier episodes that life, this our experiences, we all want to be happy only, want the sweet fruits, happy new year, happy birthday, happy this. You know. But the utility of it all, of the, Painful experiences, you can see from a spiritual perspective, is that it's the catalyst that makes us leapfrog one step higher. And so they are the greater teachers. And if we approach them in this way, that there is some learning, that they are the they will help us evolve and grow spiritually. Then we will not shy away from them embrace them as great, painful teachers, but we will grow with the help of that. So, the upper bird is the higher self, the Supreme Self, Paramatman. And the lower self is what we are, the embodied self, Jivatman. The difference between the two is that the upper bird is fully aware, in full knowledge of its own purity, goodness, freedom, knowledge, bliss, peace, strength, all immortality. The lover bird, the jivatman, that is the embodied soul, which are normally the people we say, they are not fully aware of themselves. In it. They know that they should have infinite knowledge, infinite peace, infinite happiness. But the ignorance is that they're trying to fulfill that need with the help of external things very material things so it could be very material things you know a car will make me happy a wife will make me happy or children will make me happy a job or this or that the inner emptiness is there and you temporarily might fulfill it but then in this world everything is changeful and and it can be what brings you so much happiness today could be an equally painful cause of equal or even more pain later on. This is the nature of this world. Here, everything is transient. But deep inside is something permanent. And if you want permanent peace, permanent happiness, then you have to look it in the right place. And, And invest the time and effort to reach in that. So that's why when we, the question that was asked right in the beginning about when uh, somebody inquires about one's welfare they are asking a spiritual question are you established in the knowledge and the wisdom of your higher self that within me is all that I need in its absolute infinite measure in ignorance I have been rumbling around the world life after life trying to find those same things something permanent in impermanent things Dhruvam adhruveshu na This There's a beautiful Upanishad, Kathopanishad, a conversation between Nachiketa, a young boy, and his teacher, Yamaraj, the Lord of Death. What? And the question is about immortality. It's interesting that somebody would go and ask death about immortality. <laughs> <laughs> you see? We <laughs> know. So he goes, it's, it's very, uh, one of the most poetic Upanishads, both while reading. But when Yamaraj offers this young man all things to enjoy in this world, a very long life, uh, as long as he wants to live type of thing, all the types of enjoyments, this young man had what we call spiritual intelligence, a buddhi, who could descend immediately and say, all is temporary, all is transient. I am seeking for something permanent. My intelligence tells me as." I will not find something permanent in transient things. Dhruvam adhruveshu na prarthayante. Dhruvam means permanent. Adhruveshu in things which are temporary. So, when that wisdom and that realization comes through our own experiences, we can't give up that search. That's our true nature. The real bird is the bird in the top. The one below is in your reflection. Mm-hmm. And when we can't find it in this changeful material world, then we get some bitter fruits maybe in life, makes us look up and, and and we progress in that direction. But we can use our common sense and intelligence to even make progress without the bitter fruit. Right. And why not? Why should you require a bitter fruit and have a kick every time to go one step forward? Okay, one or two are necessary. Thereafter you should pick up the momentum and we'll start working in that direction. the direction. The important thing is that All that we require knowledge, happiness, peace, strength, purity, goodness, all is already ours in the spiritual level. It's not that we'll acquire it, it's not that I will acquire it, and it and it will enter into me or something. No, that is the real me. The real me. So the real
0: me has all of these qualities it's it's just that we're trying to discover discover it find it experience and it's been covered by so many things yes
1: and we're trying to sort of go on a path yeah sort of lead, lead us to to that, that sort of discovery mm-hmm. and as we take every step we feel we're approaching it and in your own experience will tell you whether you're approaching it like in a in a cold winter, if there's a fire burning in a corner of a room, if you sit 20 meters away, you'll not feel it's warmth no. You move closer and closer and at some point you'll begin to feel the warmth. No one has to come and tell you that you should be feeling warm now. Your own experience will tell you that you are moving in that direction. So as we practice meditation in our spiritual practices, one will begin to feel that inner energy, that warmth, that's... And, and that's a best proof for oneself. What we have been talking now all these days, all these episodes are intellectual, theoretical, understanding of it. It can take us so far in terms of making us understand. But at some point, one has to say enough of okay. all this talking. Let me, you know, get into the swimming pool get myself wet rather than standing outside on the swimming pool and listening about instructions about how to swim. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So we will you can't convince can't
0: mm-hmm. to swim just by reading about book or just by yeah. talking about yes. it and discussing. Yeah, it
1: to actually go in the water. Yeah, yeah. But this is discussion gives some idea about why one should get in yeah, the water. That's right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, what we'll find have the experience in there. So This is this comedy or tragedy of life, you might say, you think about it, that within us is infinite bliss, and yet there's so much misery outside. Within us is uh, infinite knowledge. We are omniscient beings, and yet there's so much ignorance outside. Within at the spiritual level, when I say within, I mean at the spiritual dimension of our being. We are immortal beings. But when we become identified with the body, then we think we are born, we are living, becoming old, we are dying. You see? And it's, so, yes, we have all this, yet we are not aware of it. That's why it's called spiritual ignorance. It's there all the time. But it's just that experience and awareness is not there. And our approach to well-being is basically trying to, in the first step, discuss and explain as far as possible about this wonderful power that's available behind all of us. That behind every wave is that wonderful ocean. Okay. To acknowledge the presence of the ocean. Call it whatever you may. But that consciousness that I feel that activates my body, activates my senses, activates my mental thinking, decision making when I get up in the morning... That consciousness is not a product of some mental activity. Actually, consciousness is the foundation and everything is produced out of that, so to say. Okay. And so and that's present in all of us. So we want to first of all introduce in our frame of framework of who we are, expand that. Incorporate that most important dimension, the spiritual dimension. We call it the self, or the atman, or divine spark, whatever. That is the first step to acknowledge that we are a spiritual being having a human experience, and the qualities of that spiritual being is are thing like akhanda satchidananda, we say in Sanskrit: infinite existence, infinite knowledge, infinite bliss, and all the wonderful qualities that you can think. Multiply by infinity, put it in a basket. That would be a human conception of that entity that we really are. On that entity is superimposed what is called the personality of the person. The personality, the word personality, it has got an interesting origin. comes from I think, Latin persona. In the olden days when people <clears throat> acted in uh, in drama on the stage, they put different types of masks to depict certain characters. Yes. So the real person is hidden and some another personality or character is projected and that's how they will uh, play those roles in there right. yes. So in our case, what we call the personality is the masks we are wearing physical body the mental body the emotional body all these are different layers of the personality physical uh, intellectual emotional moral ethical but the foundation is the spiritual that is what we are and the idea is to first acknowledge that the the nature of that our infinite uh, uh, divine spiritual essence of what we are And then next step would be to connect the same mind which is mostly extroverted running out after things of the world interested in everything that's happening out there uh, uh, to restrain that mind turn it around because the directions are opposite and connect to that source or withdraw from the outside world and just be Immersed in our own glory as the bird on the top. That is the b- real nature of the thing. Right. Yeah. So, so that is the eye inwards. Right. Yeah. T- yeah. Study and turn the mind inwards. The mind. Okay. So that is the sort of the general uh, reorientation that is necessary in our spiritual approach to well-being. And the beauty of this is that, hey, look, it's yours. They are already. you don't require anyone else's help. You know, it's not like a medicine. Somebody has to give you a vaccine or tablet. There's an external thing that's put into us. Here, it's already there. All that is necessary is to understand the nature of the solution that's already present in us and learn the technique of accessing it. Right. And that's the beauty of this approach, you know. It's good. So, I mean,
0: we obviously will have to talk about those techniques. Yes. To unlock this. Because we have, we now, I think the listeners would be aware of the theory, that the knowledge elements of this.
1: Are we now ready, Swamiji? Do you think our listeners would be now ready yeah, to I log think, this? Yeah, I think, you know, practice is the best way to learn. You know, otherwise, it's all some intellectual, conceptual type of approach. Everyone will understand in on their own way but a personal experience is always the best way. Now, I can talk forever about honey, but you can take a spoon of honey and put it in your tongue, and you'll know more about honey in 10 seconds than two hours of talking about honey's flavor. Right. So I su- suggest that while we will continue discussing about the technique, the nitty-gritty details of, but it might be a good idea to actually just uh, to, to give our listeners a guided meditation, technique uh, and we can do an episode separately on that and the idea would be that uh, they will be able to download it and put it on their phone and in the morning they can put it on sit down for 10 minutes and uh, start the day like that and do the same in the evening and if they can give themselves some 20 minutes a day to the most important person in their life which is they themselves and, and take a set of a resolution I will do this no matter what for a month and then I will decide what's its impact whether I should continue or not keep that options open i i think that would be the the, the most powerful way of understanding and appreciating what we are telling in between we will keep on discussing uh, about why those steps are taught in in, in that particular way That would be, you know, could be covered in the future episodes.
0: How's that? Great, great plan. So we'll do that in our next episode. I think it's ideal. Please, thank you, Samiji.
1: Well, looking forward to the next episode, guided meditation. Excellent.
0: Thank you for listening. Being in balance, rhythm. For more information, please visit www.vedanta.nz.